morning. Uh, I am uh, obviously back with you and excited to be back here with you. And uh, I'll get myself on camera here uh, in just a moment, uh, making a few little adjustments as I adjusted some things here in the house. So, but uh, hopefully you were did well. Uh, as many of you perhaps noted, uh, we had just an absolutely Phenomenal time on our trip. Uh, we were away with friends, and it was uh, uh, it was a remarkable time, a totally remarkable time. And we're so very, very thankful for the time away that we were able to have with friends. Uh, going all the way back to college, and uh, Wendy's college roommate. Wendy, uh, after Wendy's surgery a couple years ago, said, hey, we need to plan to get together 
And uh, uh, so the plan was made, and we were in Tennessee, and it was uh, a splendid time being together uh, in Tennessee. Uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, surroundings with Smoky Mountains. You see why they're called the Smoky Mountains. It's not smoke. It's really uh, more of a mist lifting off of uh, certain types of leaves that give that smoky uh, uh, appearance to the mountains of the Smoky Mountains. And we saw lots of bears, and we saw elk, and we saw not, not as many squirrel. We saw a few deer. Uh, we ate food. Uh, we hiked a bunch. Uh, uh, we visited. Uh, it was it was good. So uh, so and Priscilla saying here in her comments uh, over on the other side here and the other screen uh, that half the world uh, wishing happy birthday. I I don't know if it was quite that much, but I would say it was. Uh, was maybe pretty close to that. We know half the Western world wished you happy birthday, or was it three quarters? A lot of birthday wishes, and they continued. And, and I initially thought, hey, I'll keep up with these. When there were hundreds of them, I just finally said, I can't. I, I just can't keep up with all of them. And they, they kept appearing in different places. And uh, I'm just grateful for all the friends and all the support that I have and, and grateful for you. Good to be back with you. Uh, while I was away, in fact, even not only when I was away, but uh, even uh, here in the last uh, several hours looking at things, uh, I decided to go a little bit different direction this morning with the topic um, based upon some video that, that I was watching and uh, uh, kind of researching, of course, when COVID happened, we did a lot of uh, study and prophecy. And so I'm just pausing for a moment, uh, episode maybe, maybe two, we'll see, uh, never know with me, uh, to talk about what's going on in the world right now. And uh, it is uh, it is pretty, pretty amazing, the things that are happening, and uh, we need to be aware of those things that are happening. And... Uh, some are wanting to downplay it, but I, I think we need to sit up and take notice. We need to be uh, very alert to what's happening. You know, what is happening in Israel is not divorced from uh, prophecy. Now, I'm not saying that necessarily what's happening there is the setup of uh, of the very end times, of the, the end war, but I am saying what I have said all along, we're watching uh, the stage being set. Uh, what's taking place with Hamas and Israel uh, and then the anti-Semitism, and Don's noting it here in his comments, the anti-Semitism in this country is out of control, and it is. Uh, everybody's saying the Palestinians need to have their rights. Well, if you go back 3,000 years, the Palestinians weren't even in the picture uh, uh, of that land that was given to Israel by God. And uh, so now I, I, there are so many people who are misinformed historically saying, well, you know, the, the Jews have taken away. Well, history since uh, Israel was uh, identified and granted sovereign status as a state in 1948, May 14th, 1948, um, 
they have continued to try to give the Palestinians uh, sovereign control over their own areas of the land, the Gaza Strip, the Golan Heights, the West Bank, areas like that. Uh, and the, the Jews have continued to say, the Israelites have continued to say, we don't want to govern you, you govern yourselves. They've tried to be less and less and less and less restrictive. But the fact of the matter is, uh, the the Palestinian world, uh, the, the nations surrounding Israel, Iran in particular, hate Israel. Uh, and they want them taken off the face of the earth. Why? Because they are under the influence of Satan. Satan wants, if Israel can be eradicated, the, the Messiah can be eradicated, uh, and, and all the prophecy that God has can be eradicated, and Satan thinks he wins. Now, it's interesting to note the amount of lying that takes place and has taken place, uh, and, and the way that they try, and even our own media, uh, the leftist media buying into it and saying, well, you know, if the Israelites would just back off, wait a minute, who started this most current war was Hamas. And what does Hamas do? Hamas's base of operations was bunkered in underneath the largest hospital in Gaza. Uh, that is where their, uh, operational headquarters were made they they use hospitals as shields they use uh, children and uh, elderly people as shields they use all of that as shields and that, wh- why I'm talking about this this morning is I, I I was enamored with watching two what you would tend to think of as non-religious uh, people uh sort of non-religious people uh, who have large, huge, huge followings in the secular world, and and I would say also among Christians and probably Jews, uh, one being Ben Shapiro. Uh, and I just watched this morning uh, a fantastic video that he did in uh, two years ago, 2021, talking about the history of the Jewish state and, and, and debunking this whole idea of you know, uh, Israel continuing to take things away from the Pal- Palestinians and has shown historically uh, and definitively how that isn't true. And yet our own media and our leftist world in America uh, is, is saying, well, Israel needs to ease up. Well, they can't ease up. Uh, they... they they need to eradicate what is taking place there in in Gaza. And, and yes, I think Israel would say, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu would say, hey, look, we, we don't want to uh, harm innocent people. But what Hamas does is uses innocent people as shields. That's what they do. But then they're liars. They're liars. The Iranians are, are liars and, and uh, the Lebanese uh, oftentimes uh, are, are liars. Uh, uh, why? Because their father is the father of lies. And so they say all of these things uh, and twist the truth to try to turn it back on Israel. Why? Because they're pawns in Satan's hands to get rid of the Jews. Now, you say, now, wait a minute. Um Hold on. It's not that bad. Well, have you been watching the news at all to 
uh, understand what's happening on college campuses. I, I want to share with you. Uh, I want to share with you something that I came across this morning, uh, and uh, I'll put it here uh, on the screen so you can see this. Um, let me put it up here. Here it is. Now, don't just. This is just. Uh, don't pay attention to all the other stuff that's on, on here, but notice the headline. George Norcross physically removed from Eagles game over Israel support. This happened yesterday. He is at the Philadelphia Eagles game. I watched the video footage of this this morning. I, I don't think I have the video footage here. Um, and here it simply says the, the, uh, they can't get rid of all the advertising. I wish I could. It says, uh, South Jersey power broker George Norcross was allegedly removed. No, he wasn't allegedly removed. He was removed. I watched the video uh, from the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles game for displaying an American slash. And it wasn't an Israeli flag. It was an American slash Israeli flag. It was the two flags merged together. And it says, video shared to social media appeared no it wasn't just it appeared it did i saw the video it showed norcross sitting in a private box at uh, eagles lincoln financial field in the game against the dallas cowboys which the eagles won again uh, on sunday with a combined american and an israeli flag draped in front of it now it says this it says security approached norcross who is a businessman and part of the uh, a democratic party broker and attempted to remove the flag, but he tried to stop them. They exchanged words. He was escorted away from his seat and security then removed the flags. I watched it. It happened. Now, Newsweek contacted the Eagles, the stadium, and Norcross by email to confirm if he was evicted from the stadium uh, and for what reason. Now, uh, this is what it says. According to the field's policy, signs, banners, or similar items that are obscene or indecent, unrelated to the event, potentially offensive to other patrons that may block the views of other fans or are otherwise considered dangerous or inappropriate, are prohibited. Lincoln Financial Field reserves the right to confiscate signs in violation of stadium policy as removal comes amid the ongoing airstrikes and ground offensive by Israel against the Gaza Strip or Palestinian group Hamas is holding more than 200 hostages kidnapped during its surprise military action on October 7th. Now, we know about those things. And uh, uh, here's what some people had to say about this. I'm with George Norcross on this, not the Philadelphia Eagles. George displayed a U.S.-Israel flag from his own box, which he paid for. At today's game, Eagles security physically removed him, and they did. I watched the video. The Eagles owe an apology to George and the Jewish community. Uh, so another person adds, it's, it's acceptable to display an LGBTQ or BLM flag, but not an American-Israeli flag at the Eagles game. George Norcross was removed from the, Eagle, uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles game for displaying an Israeli-American flag in his box. Another post. Interesting, as the Eagles owner, Jeff Laurie, is Jewish. Given the shift in South Jersey toward Republicans, the Democratic machine has lost some of its luster along the way. Norcross has stepped back from what politics somewhat, 
why he placed the flag seems likely due to personal convictions. Uh, anyway, it goes on, and uh, that's just one thing. Uh, we're seeing this on college campuses, and, and we're seeing it, it's radical. And the anti-Semitism, uh, let me see if I can find uh, the the anti-Semitic sim. Uh, anti-Semitic signs in New York. Uh, I have seen I have seen buildings uh, where where they're marking in various countries around the world. Um, now, what what I'm what's coming up is uh, everything that is against anti-Semitism, but. Um, Well, I, I'm not finding what I want to look for and show you right at the moment, but uh, I, I saw this morning uh, buildings that are marked with with the Star of David. These people are Jews. We need to stay away from them, and we need to be careful of them, and we need to be aware of them. And uh, anti-Semitism is growing, and it is strong. Now, who else is against the Jews? Iran is against the Jews. We need to pay attention, and it's very fascinating. Again, two people I listened to. One, it was Ben Shapiro. I don't think I've talked about the second one yet, but Ben Shapiro gave the overall history. If you go to YouTube, you'll find it. You put in there Ben Shapiro and Israel history. You'll probably find the video. It's probably, I don't know, 45 minutes in length or so. It was riveting to watch and very easy to follow. I'm not going to try to repeat it because Ben Shapiro did, did such a fantastic job um, outlining the history right up to modern day. Talked about Donald Trump and what Donald Trump did, and then what Joe Biden did. Uh, Obama on the one side, Donald Trump in the middle, and then uh, Joe Biden on the other side. Obama and uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Taking a political move, and I, I will I will call it a political move, saying, "Look, if we'll strengthen Iran, it can strengthen the Middle East." Really, what is going on is by strengthening Iran, they're, they're not they're not centrists. They're they're not people in the middle. Uh, uh, you know, you you talk about people that are, that are more centrist in their thought. And, uh, they're not centrist. They're radical, and by giving them money. The money has probably ended up in the hands of Hamas, probably uh, ended up uh, giving power to uh, Hamas and weapons to Hamas and all those things to Hamas. That's where American money has likely gone uh, through the Obama administration and the and the Biden administration. Now, I, in fairness, I want to say that they tried to approach it from a vantage point of, look, if, if we can strengthen uh Iran, um, and we can kind of level the playing field, and we can be more more diplomatic and negotiate. Look, you can't, you cannot negotiate with people who have said uh, ideologically, philosophically, uh, who said that their platform is one of death to America and death to Israel. That is their stated platform. America, you want to give us money? Sure, we think you're the great Satan, but we'll certainly take your money because it will help us, it will strengthen us in our cause. 
There is so much exchange, so much interplay taking place right now uh, in uh, in the Middle East uh, that that it would make your head spin. What's happening with Hezbollah up to the north in Lebanon, um, the strengthening uh, of what's taking place in Iran, uh, what's taking place across the world as the, the media has taken its spin and put its spin. Now you say, how does this fortify me? I'm going to tell you how. This fortifies you. This fortifies you because you need to know the scripture is true. We as uh, Christians need to understand that everything taking place right now uh, in Israel is spiritual in nature. We need to set up and and take note when when things like this happen, some would say, yeah, it was happened in World War II. Yeah, but the, the, the unique thing is that since World War II, we now have a nation of Israel. And uh, because we have a nation of Israel and we have people against Israel rising up, strengthening their ranks, could it mean that we are near the return of Christ? That is a lot of the question that is there. That's question that when COVID happened, we were asking that question. Well, this this is even more riveting than COVID because you see the the players coming to the coming to the table. Uh, you see the Middle Eastern players coming to the table. Beyond that, there is also in the Book of Ezekiel, chapters thirty eight and thirty nine, it speaks about Gog and Magog, uh, Gog the leader, Magog the place. Uh, coming against Israel, coming against God's people. Well, there are alliances being formed right now between Iran and Russia. Between Iran and Russia and China. Between Iran and Russia and China and North Korea. Armies to the north. Uh, we're seeing a weakening of support with some of our own allies. Uh, what's happening? There is a major shift happening. Friends, I mean, if, if these things escalate and if the pre-tribulational rapture theology is correct, we need to absolutely be standing up and standing guard because at any time Christ can return. He said, watch. He said, be ready. Uh, now, I mentioned somebody else. Uh, another person that uh, I've watched two of his videos, maybe two or three, uh, some while we were traveling, I wasn't watching, we were listening to, but Glenn Beck. Uh, Glenn Beck is another person that you know you wouldn't necessarily consider him to be a spiritual person, but, but he is claiming to be a Christian. Uh, I think formerly he was... Uh, Mormon, I think it was Mormon, and now he claims uh, faith in Christ, at least that seems to be the claim. Uh, A few days ago, I watched a video uh, where he interviewed um, Max Licato, Pastor Max Licato, for almost a full hour, and they went back and forth, and they talked Bible prophecy, and they talked about Christianity, they talked about you know, the need to be being ready. They talked about the fact that Christians don't hate, but Christians love. Uh, and, and that needs to be our our position. But yet we also need to be aware of what God talked about. And, and I watched Glenn Beck 
talk about these things. I watched another video last night with Glenn Beck and uh, Glenn Beck talking about Bible prophecy and talking about what's happening in the Middle East and talking about all the politics that are taking place. And that, that might be where I saw some of the, uh, the footage that I saw. Why am I talking about this? Friends, we need to not separate the two. Some want to say, we need to separate politics from religion. Wait, no, we can't. They're, uh, they're, they're intricately intertwined. All the uh, religion of what's taking place, and that's why some people, I don't want to be Christian because of all the religion and the wars and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's because religion is real. That's because spirituality is real. That's because uh, Judeo-Christian history is is rooted in reality. Uh, And we see Muslims who believe their faith, although Islam did not come until several hundred years after Christ, um, and it does not have anywhere near the, the, the power of claims that Judaism does, nor that uh, Christianity has, and yet to see the strength of Islam. Now, it's interesting, and it's this, they made note of this, it's interesting that uh, uh, people say, well, especially like LGBTQ and, and, and a lot of those on the left want to support the Islamists, but if you go and listen to what the Islamist leaders say uh, in in Palestine, uh, in that area, uh, or in Iran, or, or even uh, it was one here in Michigan here in the last few weeks, they reject homosexuality. In fact, to the point of death, they will kill those who are homosexual. So, those who are leaning to the left and who are saying, well, um, you know, we, we're going to support them because, uh, you know, they need to have their rights. Glenn Beck basically said, and, and I'll use the word, they're idiots. They, they don't understand. We're not dealing with people who are uh, reasoning in the same uh, realm as what we might reason with here in the West. Not even remotely so. And uh, I I say all that to to say the left is out of touch with what is true reality. Now, they want to tell us we're out of touch. And and friends, you might have people who want to tell you that you're out of touch because, well, you, you just need to let that put that Bible stuff aside. No, 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 no. We need any, if anything, all the more to stand strongly on the Bible stuff because of what it said will happen. Uh, and here we're seeing it. We're seeing things. We're seeing the devaluation of the dollar. I mean, there was so much. This episode on Glenn Beck that I watched last night, um, and then a few days ago watching him with uh, uh, Max Cato. Look, the fact that this is finding its way, I'm seeing more and more of it on Fox News. Now, now I do try to watch some of the other news to see what they have to say. But even in Fox News, there is much more Christian verbiage. I I don't want us to get confused and and think Christian nationalism. No, let's be careful that we don't go down that road because I think that's a dangerous, confusing road. And I think there are many people who associate nationalism with being Christian. No, there is the way of 
the way of the Sermon on the Mount, as my friend Dan White Jr. puts it there. There is the way of, of Jesus that is different than, than Christian nationalism. However, there are aspects of what is being said in Christian nationalism that are right on cue. They're exactly where they need to be. And what we need to do is make sure that we understand those things but keep ourselves in our character, in our demeanor, in our priorities, and in our prayers aligned with the ways of Jesus. Because Christian nationalism would not align itself with the ways of Jesus many times. I talk about all this, friends, because it's happening in our world today. We're watching what could be uh, prophecy being made real and, and coming to fulfillment today because of what we're seeing in the Middle East today makes us realize that if the pre-tribulational rapture theology is correct, Jesus can appear at any time. We're watching what's happening in our world today that the dollar will be devalued. In fact, uh, some would say, look, if it goes as far, and I think this was Glenn Beck talking about this, if it goes as far as what uh, um, what would be pushed, uh, our entire economy could collapse in a year or less, uh, all of it. And uh, I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I'm just trying to say let's not put our heads in the sand uh, and let's look up because, as Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, look up because your redemption draweth nigh. Be aware. Go watch some, some of the Glenn Beck issues on Israel and Hamas. Go go watch some Ben Shapiro. Be educated. Uh, watch John Ankerberg. Uh, uh, listen to uh, J.T. Farag. Uh, listen to uh, Greg Laurie, listen to some of these ones as they expound, both both as pastors and as those that have been more in mainstream media and, and popularized through, through YouTube and, and all that they do. Friends, uh, our redemption draws nigh. Let's live ready. Let's tell others to be ready. Let's tell them to take this stuff seriously because Jesus can come at any time. Lord, help us. Help us to be ready. Help us to be watching. Help us to be following. Help us to not be silent. Help us to not be silenced. Help us to stand for you. Help us to help others be ready. Because Jesus can come anytime. Lord, hear our prayer. In Jesus' name.